Hey there. I'm James. And I'm Sam. We love television. But it can often be a cruel mistress. Cutting off new shows before they ever get a chance to shine. Here on We Hardly Knew You, we give these single season shows a fair shake. By actually going back and watching them. Join us today as we continue our discussion of Firefly. Would workplace relationships become more or less complicated when set in a tin can hurtling through the cold vacuum of space? What do Firefly, Deadpool, and Marley and Me all have in common? Does the term manic pixie dream girl make anyone else think of a young woman that got way too hopped up on colorful sticks of sugar powder? Answer to these questions and more in part three. Firefly, we hardly knew you. So we left off, we finally finished um, doing the kind of giving an introduction mm-hmm. of the, all the main cast. Yes, the crew of, uh, Serenity. of Serenity. And so what we want to do now is, is now dive into some of the interactions they have amongst each other yeah because touched on some things but this is really a deep dive mm -hmm. on how these these characters interacted with each other honestly i just saw this and just uh pulling up the wikipedia page which i do so that i can have some base information right to to refer to right i had never heard this while watching the show i just kind of like it is apparently that when joss whedon pitched the show uh he pitched it as nine people looking into the blackness of space and seeing nine different things. And I just kind of like that description because it's showing that the, the, the series is about human interactions. Oh yeah. And how Mm -hmm. different perspectives on a situation when you have a crew that's in such a small space, having to spend so much time together and they're so different. Right. Exactly. But they all different. They all have to, by necessity, Mm -hmm. form a bond. Mm -hmm. And then the question of when does this practical relationship become an important emotional relationship? Right. If it ever does. If if it ever does. Because for some of the characters that we'll talk about, maybe we feel like it doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. In one case where it... Definitely did. It definitely is an emotional relationship uh, for Wash and Zoe. Because Wash and Zoe are married. Yeah. And right off the bat, that's weird to me. Okay. Because if I was in this real life scenario Mm -hmm. where not only do I work with this person, but I, I have to work, live be in high stress situations. Okay. I mean, not only is my life happening always with this person, but my life is very stressful. And mm-hmm. then when you put, you know, they say you shouldn't date people you work with. Yeah. For for reasons that I find obvious. But I mean, maybe some people disagree with me, but the reasons are there whether or not you disagree with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and... This is just an example of taking that to the extreme. And I love these two characters and I love their interaction. 
it just struck me as so strange that that they really even let it happen. When you say they, you mean Zoe and Wash. Zoe let and themselves Wash, like fall in love and that get they allowed married. themselves to kind of fall in love. And also, Mal is a very practical captain. Right. He makes a lot of decisions, and I mean, he makes them in a dickishly stubborn way. Right. Where he says, this is what's going to happen. And there are multiple times throughout the series that he says, if you're not going to do what I say, you need to get the heck off my it's boat. It's like, you can leave or I will just straight up kill you. Yeah. If you, like, those are your options. You get with it, you leave, or I kill you. Yeah. And those are times when I don't appreciate Mal as a character. But that's not who we're really Yeah. About. So I, I can, I, I see what you're saying. I saw this crew as somewhat of a family. Yeah. And so having and so having this romantic couple in there mm-hmm. didn't seem weird to me. Yeah. It, You've got all sorts of different mm-hmm. um relationships. You've got this romantic one. Mm-hmm. You've got the the like strong platonic relationship between Mal and Zoe. Mm-hmm. You got Mal's kind of parental slash brotherly mm-hmm. um relationship with uh Kaylee mm-hmm. um they all those all kind of exist so it didn't it that didn't seem I didn't see them as like work I didn't see this as like a work job mm-hmm. kind of dynamic so I, I guess that's why it didn't didn't strike you strike odd me the as way odd yeah, I agree, and I definitely see the family dynamic because they do a good job of putting in scenes where everyone's just enjoying dinner, yeah, or everyone's just having a conversation that's not really driving the plot, but mm-hmm. it's just characters, or you know, as the writer wants us to perceive human beings just living human lives, right? And there is a good amount of that, and then there'll be. Alliance is about to board and or you know a job goes wrong and suddenly Mal and Zoe especially which is why it's so interesting that Zoe is one of the two married people yeah is they switch into military mode right where there's a hierarchy of unquestioned order following right and and everyone has their plate you know you know you know stuff starts to go down Mm -hmm. uh wash gets to the gets to the controls he gets to the wheel you know uh kaylee gets to the engine kaylee room. gets to the engine room um jane you know chambers around so does zoe mm-hmm. uh mal starts getting you know, people in position you know he yeah, starts doing whatever he needs to be doing, doing. whatever he needs to be doing yeah mm-hmm. whether it's meeting meeting the person about the board hiding the contraband just yeah mm-hmm. so yeah they'd all definitely and and i like that i like that how they can I appreciated watching how they could switch go from yeah being family sitting around a dinner table mm-hmm. just kind of bickering about mm-hmm. giving Jane crap mm-hmm. about the dumb thing he did yeah um on that last mission to mm-hmm. we need to we need to get ourselves in order here yeah because we're just we're passing an asteroid belt mm-hmm. alliances on our tail reavers are coming up which we got to get into as well yeah. But, but Wash and Zoe. I love after after I let that kind of weirdness that I feel subside, I love their relationship almost always because 
Zoe can be a different person with Wash than she feels like she's allowed to be with everyone else. Yeah. She, um, she can be more playful and she can be not that she isn't, you know, being a woman, but she doesn't have to be a hard ass. Mm hmm. Uh, around him, it kind of seems. It kind of seems like she lets her guard down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like that's where she can just relax. Yeah, and like the interaction she when she just kind of like walks into the into the what's it called the the cockpit mm-hmm. or whatever. She can just kind of like sit and exist and not have to be. Yeah, like you said, not have to be tough. Mm-hmm. Not have to. Not have to be on. Yeah, yeah. Not have to be on. Not have to be performing. Mm-hmm anything for anyone not not that it's a performance when she is a strong powerful figure on the ship but it's energy draining to do things like that right and they write it in such a way that that feels earned like Mm -hmm. it's there's a flashback episode where wash like first comes on as like an interview to be the pilot right and Zoe and um, Mal have been there and they're h- looking to hire him potentially and she doesn't act that way around him initially. Right. She initially. acts the way she would act around anyone and it's his love of life mm-hmm. and his openness that makes her, you can tell over time, he earned that trust from her. from her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked. I really liked their marriage. It was. It was. It was very pure. Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't over the top in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. You definitely could tell mm-hmm. they were married. Yep. They were a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't rubbed in your face. Yeah, and it wasn't perfect. Right by any I, stretch. Yes, I'm glad you brought it up. I wanted to get around to that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't perfect. They they disagreed on yes. things because, um, as we mentioned when we introduced Wash, he was the comedic relief. Mm-hmm. He was very much out of his element, almost just as much as Simon sometimes mm-hmm. when they're doing their jobs. Yeah, um, and he he oftentimes took issue with. He's like, I don't. I don't want you going out there doing that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't is speaking to Zoe's like, I don't, I don't want my wife out there mm-hmm. in danger like this. And there have been times all the time. And I will say they have a respect for each other. Yeah. Because he says these things to his wife. Right. And he says, this is how I feel. And she comes back at him and they're arguing, but they're also, they're talking and they're being honest mm-hmm. and they're saying, this is how I feel. This is how I feel. They're having a disagreement. Mm-hmm. I don't think it ever. Well, it kind of, kind of started to take the form of arguing, and sometimes, but yeah, mm-hmm. they're having a disagreement. And and Wash doesn't try to go over her head. Right. When there's a thing going on, he talks to her. He doesn't go around because I watch a lot of those CW shows and like those dramas <laughs> where there's like romance and like. People so often are trying to like work their way around to get what they want instead of directly communicating. And there's so much good direct communication about disagreements. Well, isn't that the way like every romantic comedy starts? Yeah. Like just in the first five, 10 minutes of the movie, 
had you just said what you wanted, mm-hmm. the next 90 minutes of this sh- program wouldn't be necessary. Yeah. I mean, think of the movie like Deadpool, uh, you know. Okay. I, I always go back to that when I think of lack of communication because Deadpool has cancer. He goes to the facility. He gets the powers. Now he looks ugly. Yeah. And then that's like 20 minutes into the movie. And then the rest of the movie exists because Deadpool won't go talk to his fiance about (laughs) now I look ugly. It is. Now he goes searching to look better instead of communicating. Instead of just saying, hey, this thing happened and I don't look like I used to look. Yeah. Okay, it was it was quite the leap when I talked about romantic comedies. And you said like Deadpool. <laughs> I mean, Deadpool is a it's Dead, a comedy. I mean, it's comedy. And there's a romance, and there's a romance, but mm-hmm. I doubt it's in the same <laughs> section of blockbuster with the Owen Wilson flicks. Oh, uh, okay, it's not a Marley and Me. <laughs> no. The uh, is Marley? And, I've never seen Marley and Me. Is um, that a romantic comedy? I don't know. I'm not sure about the comedy part. <laughs> Okay. Something bad happens to the dog. Well, I, yeah, bad, I mean, it's a movie with dog a dog. Dies, so, but. yeah. It's Old Yeller, Marley and Me, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Same thing. Um, but there is an episode, cause, just because we're talking about this, where basically it's like Wash and Mal go on an adventure. Like if, if I was to synopsisize it in that like one phrase, yeah. not even a full sentence. That was, that was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. I liked that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it, it can it was a point where Wash was like, I think on one hand, he kind of wanted to earn his keep. Mm-hmm. I think, um, he may have been feeling a little undervalued mm-hmm. and wanted to prove, look, look, I can, I can hang with the big dogs too. I can, I can do, yeah. I can do more than just drive, drive the getaway car. I, I, I respected it because like you're saying, he kind of wanted to prove himself. He doesn't spend all of his time feeling inferior. Yeah. But he also never shines as a masculine man. And that's not always important, but sometimes. Yeah. He wants that. And I, and it was also driven a little bit by, I think there was a, a I think he, I think there was a feeling that he was a little threatened by mm-hmm. Mal, Mal and Zoe's, mm-hmm relationship yeah um and you brought up last time it's not because he's worried about his wife stepping out on him like romantically or mm-hmm. or, or sexually or anything mm-hmm. they have a trust and mal and zoe never step over that friendship platonic line yeah and it's written really well but that's not what he's jealous of Right. He's no. not jealous of, of that. He's jealous of this authority and respect that his wife gives this this other person. Right. Exterior to their relationship. And that she has a loyalty to him, to Mal, and he honestly can't tell because of how much they have to interact in a professional way. I think he honestly can't tell which loyalty is more important. Yeah. Yeah, like if it came down to it, is it me or or him? Mal? Yeah, and I like that in the episode, it does come down to it. Wash and Mal get captured. Uh, Nis- Niska, the guy who captures them, right? Who's uh, like a s- really ruthless, mm-hmm. sadistic, 
like crime lord. Yeah. That that gives er, off a legitimately creepy vibe. Not just like an overplayed oh, yeah. trope of creepy. Like yeah. he really is. He really is. And it was earlier in the in the series mm-hmm. they were supposed to do a job for him. Yeah. Um Nishka gave this whole spiel about like, listen, you take this job, you like need to complete it. There's no other option. Yeah. And Once you end, say you're gonna do it. You better deliver on it. And so you know, once that job came, I think they had, they were stealing medicine from a town that really needed it. Yeah, they, they didn't go into the job asking what they were stealing. They find out it's medicine for people in need. So yeah. they refuse. So they refuse it. They give Nishka his money back and they're like, listen, he's like, we're even. But mm-hmm. Nishka's like, no, I need to, because he needs to keep his reputation. reputation. So he's like, well, now I got to make an example out of you guys. So he comes back, you know, um, captures... Mm-hmm. Mal and Wash. Uh, Wash while they're out on this unrelated mission mm-hmm. they arrange for a uh, prisoner swap. yeah pri- uh, a ransom mm-hmm. and yeah like you said it came down it's like Zoe had to pick now mm-hmm. do I save Wash do I save Mal and Niska is putting the offer on the table I distinctly remember this mm-hmm. he's speaking the choice mm-hmm. and before he even finishes his sentence of choose between mal or wash she says wash like right. she just points at him and, and picks him and right then she looks at him and she says oh did you want to finish what you were saying because <laughs> i already made my because I, I, I didn't know who i'm picking mm-hmm. and and i liked i liked a lot of what went into that decision mm-hmm. um because we find out she picked she picked wash she picked mm-hmm. her husband yes that it, it is what it is mm-hmm. but at the same time she picked her husband because she knew that like, mal could hold mal out could a hold out longer a little longer for them to set up a rescue mission for them to yeah come back for him later mm-hmm. um and also during the entire uh torture mm-hmm. is what it was that mal and wash were going under we're yeah. going through um malcolm was very subtly, mm-hmm. but you know, in hindsight, you see though it's clear this is what he was doing, mm-hmm. trying to keep Wash's spirits up. He was trying to keep him conscious by antagonizing yeah, him. Yeah, conscious by antagonizing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he was not trying to keep his spirits up. Yes, yeah. that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He was antagonizing him to keep him conscious mm-hmm. um, long enough to get mm-hmm. by playing get, on all those insecurities that were happening in the episode. Yeah, to get to get the heck out, so that Wash get the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. Yes, he knew. And so I think at the end, Wash was able to appreciate he got his answer when it came down to Mal mm-hmm. and him, his wife's going to wife pick him. him. And, it, and like you said, it was it was immediate. Mm-hmm. There was no hesitation. She's like, I'm picking him. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. He got his answer. But then also Wash got to understand why yeah. Zoe like mm-hmm. respects and appreciates mm-hmm. Malcolm so much. It's because mm-hmm. he's willing to do whatever he needs to do to make sure his mm-hmm. crew is safe yeah. and alive. And the thing about Wash is that he explained with his words and his logic that he knew that their military background relationship gave mm-hmm. them a bond. Mm-hmm. And he even says, like, I know I can't be part of this. But until, like you said, they go through the experience together, I don't think he can feel that understanding because 
he doesn't he doesn't want to have those kinds of experiences it's not like he missed out on military service or anything Mm -hmm. he's never gives any indication throughout the series that he wants to solve his problems with violence anyways right that's just not in him and he knows that and he's he's not one of those comedic reliefs that is a weakling that can't get involved in violence Mm -hmm. it's that clearly he's become an adult that makes the choice that he just doesn't want that to be part of him. Yeah, that's just not a part of the way he operates, Mm -hmm. operates in the world. But so talking about Mal and his relationship to to Zoe being completely platonic can kind of switch because all of Mal's sort of pseudo-romantic sexual tension exists in the realm of him and... Inara. Inara. Inara? Inara. Inara. That's how I was hearing it. That makes I, sense. I N A R A. I have been saying Anara, but Anara, Inara. Yeah. So, this is a complex relationship. <laughs> we agree that it's very problematic. I agree with that. Yes. Others maybe not so much. Yeah, we've both had conversations with people that seem to th- not see it that way. And the thing that I think we both found interesting was that women that we have talked to find it a more equitable relationship than we do. Yeah. Because I yeah. find Mal to be very belittling right. to Inara. Right. But um, women that we have talked to find it to be more of a mutual mm-hmm. back and forth kind of tit for tat sort of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, right off the bat, we hear Mal introduce Anara and Shep to the shepherd, to the shepherd as a whore, as a whore. Yeah. So that's kind of the groundwork. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's, that's laying the groundwork for how I understand, you know, their Mal and Anara's relationship mm-hmm. and you definitely see the romantic and sexual tension mm-hmm. between the two, but I have a hard time reconciling mm-hmm. the way he treats her in private uh-huh. and how he treats her in, in front pop- of other people. Yeah. I think that's what I find problematic is mm-hmm. that for one, I guess it kind of seems out of character for Mal mm-hmm. to be such s- an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got his, command of his ship which seems necessary yeah i don't agree with the choices he makes to be a practical captain survivor yeah but the but that's not even the same realm as <laughs> these character choices he's making right to right. say some of the stuff he says exactly to say something because he's got you know nothing but respect for zoe mm-hmm. um very respectful protective even of kaylee mm-hmm I would say even to a little bit of a problematic degree in the other in the other direction. direction, right? But that's the female characters. But even just in general with the people mm-hmm. he interacts with, he's just <laughs> just has a, a kind of a base level mm-hmm. of respect for them. Yeah. And then this person that he's supposedly 
in love with has at least complicated back and forth will they won't they sam and diane type situation yeah he's like horribly abusive too verbally verbally yeah never physically never physically say that that's fair never physically but the things i could kind of see if it's just them yeah there are moments where he goes over the line but in a one-on-one conversation they they play a game of wits against each other they do sometimes and that i can kind of appreciate because they're both jabbing she calls him stupid Mm -hmm. and he well but call i don't know in my (laughs) mind calling someone stupid is is, not is kind of witty and insulting yeah calling someone a slut is slut shaming and bad right not really but i mean anyways where it becomes more of a problem for me is that Mal puts on this persona of chivalry. Right. Especially in the episode where they go to that, that cotillion. Yeah. And the guy that um, Inara At- goes with. Atherton. Atherton, which yep. is such a that, pompous name yes, already. Yes, that was a perfect name. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he like says some things about her that clearly he doesn't realize that he's sounding like a total jerk yeah but they're very possessive statements make her sound very much like a piece of property yes um and you know mal Mal takes issue with that takes issue you know socks him and the and then ends up challenging him to a duel which he has no idea what he's getting into right but i i just feel like we're supposed to perceive him as heroic in that stand exactly when really i see him a as a hypocrite very hypocritical yeah and and b not letting her have her own agency right uh and being not chivalrous but chauvinist yeah um Um, now it's been pointed out to me that part of the reason people argue that that's not as bad as i think it is is that Inara makes those points. She comes back and she tells Mal a lot of those same things that I'm that we're saying. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he still comes out on top being the hero of the episode. Right. And I think I think my issue my issue comes with somebody a group of writers mm-hmm. sat down and decided this is the way we want to portray their relationship. Mm-hmm. And he will be verbally demeaning to her. Um, like you said, cross that line from chivalry to chauvinist, mm-hmm. uh, hypocritical. And then at the end of the episode, he comes out and he's the hero. And, and, and that's I, what I, that's yeah. what I find difficult. You know, if, if, if there's, if Inara as an, as a autonomous adult woman wants to continue to have this, mm-hmm relationship with mal she's entitled to that yeah but as far as the responsibility of like a television studio Mm -hmm. for portraying responsible Responsible. relationships Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i have that's where i have the issue yeah and it's also been pointed out to me that i seem to take a lot of issue with it but also i don't find this argument particularly convincing but 
uh, if you really look at it, that's what a lot of the heroic relationships through a lot of <laughs> stories are. Yeah. Is, you know, the this will they won't the kind of pitter patter is actually very digging and not very healthy. And then typically the man in the situation, because, you know, throughout history, men have told the stories a right. lot of the time. Right. Um, it will come in and save the woman anyways. And he's the hero. Yeah. But just because but, it happens a lot, I don't feel like that necessarily lets him off the hook because in my mind, I think we pointed out last time I have built up this image in my head that he's kind of this roguish rapscallion because it's been so long since I revisited mm-hmm. these characters. Mm-hmm. And I think it just kind of disappoints me that there's a flaw and it's a pretty major one. Yeah, and and it's it's definitely a trope where, you know, will they won't they um the man has to do something to win over mm-hmm. the woman, mm-hmm. win her as a prize. Mm-hmm. Definitely issues with that. Mm-hmm. But this has the added layer of the I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm fixated on just the the disrespect he has for her as a person Mm -hmm. for her occupation for you know for her line of work yes um all all it's that element that i really found despicable in malcolm who was an otherwise Mm -hmm. fine character he like i said he makes like had his human flaws that i appreciate from an artistic point of view and as a human point of view is like okay he's not perfect Mm -hmm. You know, he's, but in the grand scheme of things, how bad is it? Yeah. Those, the way he treated Inara was, Mm -hmm. was bad. And I didn't, I did not like it. Yeah. Until you said what you said just now about there being a professional element to it. I really hadn't, I hadn't hit this level in myself of realizing part of the problem I had. I think it existed in my mind, but I hadn't realized it is he holds a certain level of power over her professional life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is the captain of the ship where right. she uh, resides and, and does her, business conducts her business. Yeah. She rents out that ship from him. He is the landlord yeah. of both her home and, and her, her workplace. Yeah. And he traipses through it and doesn't expect any right. repercussion besides some stern, playful, flirtatious yeah. argument. Yeah, pushback. A little, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, she's definitely stern about it and, and always yes. brings it up. Yeah, because again, she is written strong enough at least to be, you know, to tell him what he did wrong, to make the points that we're making and say them to his face. Yeah. But nothing ever comes of it because <laughs> he's the captain of the ship. Yeah. And... I guess at the end of the day, she does decide to leave. Right. In the second to last episode, she says she's going to leave. I think it's referenced that she plans on leaving once in the last episode, but then the series ends. Then Yeah, we, we just never come back. Yeah, it never comes back to her actually leaving until we get into some of the movie discussion and stuff like that. But that, I, that act, I guess, is her finally saying... And him kind of getting his comeuppance that we were talking about that we right. want him to get. So I guess the writers are, were working towards. I guess it was a slow there. burn. I guess yeah. it was a slow burn. We never got to see it mm-hmm. really realized, come to fruition. But mm-hmm. 
yeah maybe maybe that's maybe that's where it was at uh i really i really appreciated inara as a character in the show because i just really like how it redefined how you can view sex work mm-hmm. and, um, and sex work and sexuality and yeah and and sexuality in mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. she wasn't i mean the actress is very beautiful woman yes but she wasn't like overly sexualized in the show yeah there's there are a couple of scenes where like it's sensual right you see her her unclothed back right um there's candles and there's one part where like they do like a sponge bathing kind of thing yeah but it's not like it's not gratuitous. It's not pornography. Right. It's not gratuitous. It's not it's not simply there for fan service. Yeah. It's 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 sexual and sensual because she is enjoying it and she is making a choice to be part of this act. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And even just in the in the way they like dressed her mm-hmm. when when she was just going about very elegant. Very elegant, you know, still womanly Mm -hmm. and beautiful but not Mm -hmm. overly sexual and i find it interesting because she is very elegant and a individual sexual being an adult who makes her own decisions Mm -hmm. uh and then you see other female characters like zoe and wash the married couple they discuss you know they don't go out and discuss their sexuality with everybody, yeah. but they make it very clear this is a married couple. This is a married couple. And this and happens. This happens, and that's great. And then also, even Kaylee, who we talked about previously, yeah. is a character that I think the distinction that we decided on was she's not childish, but right. in a lot of ways she is childlike. Childlike. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was, it was, it was jarring in, I think it was out of gas. Was that the flashback? Yeah. Episode? The flashback episode where there's, they kind of go back and see how all the characters first got on the ship yeah. as part of the crew. Came to be part of the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kaylee was a sexually active being yes i mean i presume presumably still is but um that was yes that was jarring because what we know because we because yeah out of gas was what episode eight Mm. yes i believe some some eight yeah it was episode eight so it was it was in there Mm -hmm. we had we had gotten to know all these characters very well Mm -hmm. uh we we saw her crush Mm -hmm. on simon but you mentioned earlier that it was it was high school-esque yeah. flirting it seems adorable yeah it seems cute yes oh look she has a crush and mm-hmm. i and i even said like she has a crush yeah on the doctor mm-hmm. not is, that she has legitimate feelings <laughs> right she has a crush. she has she a crush it's how it feels He's in cute, a lot of those first so episodes she bats her eyes and mm-hmm. and you know says cutesy things to him mm-hmm and but, but like you're saying, the flashback episode, you see where a mechanic is hired, and it's not Kaylee. Yeah, it's some rando dude we've never seen before. Right. And then um, Mal in another in another flashback is all upset with the dude he hired because he's not getting anything done. Right. And when he goes to confront him, you see that he is having sex in the right. engine room <laughs> with Kaylee, and it's 
you don't know it's with Kaylee. Right, we don't know yet, it's her yet. But all you hear is loud <laughs> female, you know, moaning. Moans of pleasure. Yeah. And that is the introduction. <laughs> That's how we we're introduced to Kaylee. To Kaylee. And it's like we were saying last time just getting into the that concept again of a single story mm-hmm. is that if you just see Kaylee as this one thing which right. is this young innocent you know manic pixie dream girl <laughs> uh which is a term i think i'm using correctly <laughs> i've never heard it before um i think it's a ter- i think it's a term that basically just means the cute adorable girl okay. that all the nerds would crush on okay and if you only see her that way it would be really jarring to see her have her own um adult sex life right but the writers say hey stop just thinking a person can be one thing right right and and you have you have to think that that was intentional they they sat down to write this episode and thought how do we introduce kaylee it you have to think that it would be intentional or else yeah, they wouldn't have done. They it wouldn't. Better. They wouldn't have done they it. They would like have that. just had Mal hire this, Kaylee as the the engineer. As, as the engineer, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It it wasn't like this was a a, a passing mention, a passing line mm-hmm. in some dialogue. It was it was a scripted, casted, mm-hmm. filmed scene, and they made it loud. <laughs> they just make it loud. Um, but yeah, it was like yes. I think it. I think it was good to see mm-hmm. the fact that. Again, this is a third thing that can exist. Mm-hmm. She is a great mechanic and engineer mm-hmm. for the ship. She's girly, very she's optimistic. Got her, she's got her Happy. feminine, yeah. She got her feminine airs about her. Mm-hmm. She can also be a sexually active adult. Yes, none none of those things are mutually exclusive. Yeah, and just the idea of sexual activity in the show among only nine main cast members Mm -hmm. can be explored in, I was about to say three different ways, but really it's four because there's the married, the, the The elegant companionship Mm -hmm. type relationship, the, the young woman just having fun. Yeah. The casual interaction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also you can include, um, not from the female perspective, but still, uh, the shepherd in the conversation of he's a man mm. of the cloth. He is intentionally in the, celib- in the celibate. He's, he's celibate, and that's a choice that he makes. Right. And that's also an expression of his choice. Right. And yeah, and the, I the think, whole spectrum. And not always by all the characters, like we've talked about. We have issues with some of the characters' responses. Right. But for the most part they're all handled as very legitimate exact choices that by, it's okay to make yes by the by the show by the writers mm-hmm. these are all legitimate expressions mm-hmm. um yes individuals take have their own opinions of it which again as much as we you know maybe take issue with mm-hmm. those opinions that's our, how the world is. Our opi- yeah, our opinions that exist in the world. Yeah. So it would it would feel like bad writing yeah. if they didn't have some opinions that I don't like in right. the show. Right. If I liked everything, then it wouldn't feel real. It wouldn't feel real. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and just to kind of hit on one more thing that doesn't really jive with me all the time since we're digging into some of the characters a little bit more. Jane, I know we already said most of what we wanted to say. Yeah. But he, more than any other character, is someone that I wanted mm-hmm. there to be this arc of he becomes more trustworthy. And I think eventually he kind of gets there, especially if you include the movie and some yeah. of the choices he makes at the end of that. Right. But in the show, I simultaneously don't like but can appreciate that a real rough and tumble grew up on the wrong side of the the law, mm-hmm. having to fend for himself yeah. type character would inevitably make many choices <laughs> that are just for himself right and would be seen as as treasonous and right distrusting yeah yeah uh, i i do get that mm-hmm. i do get that um but the this the the situation that they were all in mm-hmm. you know malcolm and zoe being again you you say they're not fugitives, and I definitely agree, but but still, I still don't think they're necessarily just, like, free to move about. Yeah. Um, they have un, to un, be careful with a lot yeah, of Yeah, they have to be careful with a lot of things. They've got two actual fugitives. I just don't think it should have been tolerated in the amount that it was the way Jane constantly, like, mm-hmm. put them in harm's not in harm's way, put them at risk of like losing everything. That's true. Like the ways he stabbed Mal and the crew in the back, mm-hmm. tried to turn certain people in. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he explicitly calls the authorities for a reward on yes. Simon and river when he thinks he can get away with it. When he it. thinks he can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mal almost kills him for it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I think that's what I wanted to wanted to get to. I think he somewhat learns his lesson with I, that. I don't think he does anything quite that brazen again. <laughs> that brazen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but also it's it's like this is this is Jane's livelihood too. Like yeah. I, I just don't I don't see the benefit in like turning your back on this entire crew Mm -hmm. where everyone has, everyone has a role. Yeah. You know, but I I will say part of it is because Jane is a more short sighted thinker. Yeah. I mean, he sees river and Simon as a threat time and again, because it's, they've been pulled over by the Alliance because of Simon and River before. And they've been a threat in that way. And mm-hmm. River, at least, and just at, on her own, has just been a threat yeah, she's on her all, own. In that episode where, yeah, where he tries to turn them in, she almost kills him right. because of her condition. Right. And I will say that he's a little bit more short-sighted. And so I think when he can see a clear payday, like getting a reward... He probably doesn't always think through the long-term benefits of sticking to his. He's crew. not. Yeah, he's not thinking three, two, three steps ahead. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I can do right now to benefit me. Yeah. 
okay, let's do it. Because that's how he's had to live his life from day right. to day. I would assume, you know, it feels true to a backstory of his. That, that he, uh, yeah, of and, a person like him. Yeah. And I will also say that he's not, more than anyone, he is not always treated like family on the ship. He is not always respected. That's true. In a way that... I mean, it makes sense because he's a bit of a blowhard. I mean, he is a blowhard. <laughs> and yeah. He's a bit of a dunce a lot of the time. Yeah. But for example, because this also plays on the Kaylee stuff we were talking about. Mal has a relationship with Kaylee that almost feels a little overprotective. Yeah. And like he doesn't always respect her as an adult. Yeah. Because in the very first episode, they're at a dinner scene. And it's clear to everyone that Kaylee has a thing for the doctor. Mm -hmm. And Jane makes a comment that to Jane is a joke where he says, oh, I bet Kaylee wishes you were a gynecologist. Oh, wow. And it's inappropriate. (laughs) It's like real bad. (laughs) Honestly, in this moment, I think, oh, Jane, not cool. Yeah, don't know. There's the line. Yeah. But, you know, two minutes earlier was when Mal had belittled Inara for her profession in front of other people, in front of strangers, like a jerk. Yeah. And then Mal looks at Jane and says, you shut your mouth Mm -hmm. and you get up from this table. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. he says things like that. I don't pay you to talk. Yes. He treats yeah. him like a servant. Like a hired hand. Whereas everyone on the ship is hired. Yeah. You know. They're a crew that get paid to be there. To be there. Yeah. But I feel like but Jane, yeah, Jane is the only gets, one that gets treated that way. Gets treated that way. And, and yeah. later in the episode when Kaylee gets shot and she's in the infirmary, Jane is crouched down outside of the window like concerned looking in yeah like clearly wanting her to 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 pull pull through through. Mm -hmm. i guess that that is true again i think that's the uh i think that's what happens when you have a a single season show there's Mm -hmm. there was pro this was probably laying groundwork Mm -hmm. for future character development over two three four however many seasons Mm -hmm. you know they they predicted for the show and so maybe Maybe that was in the works. Yeah. Let's and hope. we just never got to see it. And we just never got to see it. Um, but we so, kind of saw it progress in the film. Yeah. The film the film has an interesting couple of points mm-hmm. to get to that we'll visit in episode four. What do you mean the episode's over? For no way that was long enough. Now you bring back that episode before I get real angry and decide to shove my boot up your... Now I'm going to stop you there before you say something you might regret. Now I don't appreciate that kind of tone here on my ship. The way I see it, you got two options. Either you apologize to these good people for that there outburst and take yourself back to your bunk where I don't have to see you. Or I'm going to insist you take all that hot air you got. Hope it keeps you warm outside that airlock. What do you say? Cap says, I gotta apologize to you, so how about I go ahead and remind you? You can just hit that subscribe button or search We Hardly Knew You on Twitter or Instagram, and we call it Square. Well, until then, 
We hardly knew you. <laughs>